welcome to Strip It Back, the podcast which helps to simplify life and live in the moment with Joanne Panetta and Renee Talia. Hello, and here we are back on Strip It Back and another beautiful guest ahead of us. Joanne, how are you today? Feeling really great, really great. It's a bit cold today, so just really embracing the Nana rug and the cup of tea, that's for sure. But um, very, mm-hmm. very excited to have the privilege of introducing our next fabulous guest on Strip It Back. So, everyone, I'm super excited to introduce one of the most special people in my life. A um, few episodes into season one, I talked about creating new friendships and um, I had the privilege of meeting one of the kindest, most open, beautiful women ever. And this is my gorgeous friend, Teresa. Welcome very, welcome to Strip It Back and so thrilled that you decided to come on. Oh, thanks for having me. I think you guys do a great job here and happy to help and like share this with you guys. Um, so I guess a bit of background. I met Joanne, it's literally our one year anniversary this month, Joanne. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we met at Good Friday Boot Camp. Um, so my best friend, Andrew, is a PT and I went for Good Friday Boot Camp and Joanne happened to be there. And I think we were doing squats or something in the front row. And Andrew said, Joanne, Teresa, you're the same. Just talk. Oh, it's so <laughs> true. I remember he like set us up. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was arranged. And then we swapped. You know, we got number. We got each other's numbers and had some dates, had <laughs> some drinks. And um, yeah, it was just straight away we just connected. And I felt that you know our friendships just grown since then. And then coming along as a plus one, as part of a plus four <laughs> to one of your friend's parties, Joanne, I met Renee and straight away I could tell just what an amazing person she was too. And likewise, I'm lucky to have expanded my friendship network with beautiful ladies. Oh, how great is this gym dates? See what they do, <laughs> flourish. Uh, it's not uncommon that when you meet one of us, you inherit the other one as a friend. We say that often. We yeah. do. We're kind of a package deal, aren't we, Italia? We are. We are, we are. <laughs> it's such a special thing to be able to, as adults, um, I guess, step into creating new friendships. There's such a stigma around, I guess, people, um, you know, over a certain age, after university or once you've sort of started that full-time job, stepping into and creating new friendships. And uh, I'm so glad that all three of us have been really open to that. And I guess in many ways for me, if I reflect back, it was sometimes a bit scarier than dating. So, um, but when you explain it, Teresa, we kind of did date. I think our first date, we we got really glammed up and went out for cocktails, didn't we? That's right. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had cocktails mm-hmm. and chicken chicken and chips, I think. <laughs> we did. We did. It must have been a Friday night. If I'm ordering chicken and chips, yeah. it's a Friday night. That's for sure. Friday night. Yeah, and we've spent so much time together and um, I think one of the best things for me is that Teresa comes with um, quite the package. You have uh, two beautiful children. Would you like to tell us a little bit about your gorgeous family? Yeah, they're great. So I've got um, two kids, Annabella's nearly six and Lucas is four um, and they're they're everything. They're the most beautiful kids. Um, And at the moment, so I've been separated for four years, Um, just recently divorced a couple of months ago. Um, and that's a lot of where Joanne and I connected, I think, was going through that. Um, I, like Joanne, had to maybe start again with friendship groups and build new networks after I separated. And, yeah, it's really scary. And it takes a lot of um, good work and good people to keep that going. Um, 
And I lost my train of thought. That's all right. Tell, tell us a little bit more about your kids. So, um, yeah, just tell us more about them and their personalities and uh, I guess what they bring to your life. So Bella is very sweet, very very chilled out but very smart, very bright and just everyone, like she just melts everyone's heart. She's just a sweetheart. Um, she's had, you know, I think four proposals in her life already. <laughs> <laughs> and Lucas is my little my little spunky redhead. Um He's yeah, he's 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 hilarious. He's got the best personality, just cheeky, but like still a sweetheart. And he he's going to be a little heartbreaker. So I'm waiting for <laughs> I'm waiting for their older and all those challenges to come. But they're good kids. Like they've they've gotten through me through a lot, and they're pretty much my foundation for everything. The reason you know you get out of bed when things are tricky, or you're not feeling the best, and it gives you just purpose just to get up and ha- and still have a good day. That once they smile, it, it's like everything else is okay. They're great. That's beautiful. So I really love that you two have met and in different trains of thought, you were saying that you met over a cocktail. Well, you went on your first date having cocktails. So (laughs) I feel that um, a lot of women would be wondering how you create time to do this as a single parent. It's, It's tricky. I'm really lucky that I've got amazing, amazing family support. So Italian background and we're all been very, very close. I've got two younger sisters and my parents are brilliant. They're my angels. So they've they've given me a lot um, and given my kids a lot as well. And I've also, like, we co-parent really well with my ex-husband. Um, so we've, you know, we made the decision pretty early after we separated that no matter what happened between us, it doesn't matter. The kids come first. Um, so my kids were very young when we separated. My daughter wasn't yet two. And my son was five months, so that's still essentially 18 years to raise these kids together. And that's our values is to have, you know, kids that grow up with our same values and still have love and, you know, respect and and, and can still grow up in, you know, in, in this world um, with that behind them. So we've put the kids first no matter what and that's, that's all we focus on. And so we still communicate really well. He co-parents really well. He has them every weekend. Um, so I think that's what helps I think in terms of being able to still be mum during the week and I'm there for the kids and then their dad's there on the weekend and then I can then still maintain my social circles or do fitness stuff and me kind of recharge to get ready for the next week Um, and that's just been our pattern pretty much since we separated. And how did you create the strategies to do that? Because I feel like there would be people that want hearing that and thinking like, great, Um, what systems did you have to put in place to be able to come up with this, you know, what sounds like an amazing system for the both of you and in the best interest of your two beautiful children? Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's where it came from was putting what the kids need first um, but also accommodating myself and Peter's lifestyle. So Peter works night shifts during the week, which makes it hard to have during the week visits. Um, So that's why he's very committed to having them every weekend. Um, And that's, and the kids love it too. Every, you know, every day during the week, when am I going to dad's? So they know that that's the routine and we're very much believing in routine and we're still flexible. Like we'll still accommodate each other if things need to be modified slightly, but we try and stick to that as much as possible because the kids thrive on it. And every weekend he sees all of his family um, with the kids and they get all of his family and during the week my parents help out a lot and so they see my parents and my sisters. 
So what I'm hearing here is like that saying that it takes a village to raise a child and you, yeah. you've come up with this great village plan that, that works for you in what you were both doing and for the best interests of your, for your little ones. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, Mm. it's so wonderful to hear. I have a question for you. Just obviously Mm -hmm. with the current way that the world is now, we are all obviously in um, different elements and different stages of um, distancing and what we're calling quarantining and lockdown. Has uh, co-parenting changed for you guys? Has it proven easier, more difficult? And and how are you guys navigating that change? Because I'm sure there are so many people Mm -hmm. that are wondering, so how does co-parenting work? in this current situation? Yeah, it is really, uh, it's really hard. Um, I'll keep the language PG, it's really hard. Um, <laughs> so at the start, I guess, because this thing, this situation's changed every day, unfortunately. And at the start, um, it wasn't so much affected. I was like, well, you know, we're separated, but the kids are still going to see their dad. Um, so we kept up the arrangement, but as the situation progressed and more cases became apparent and more guidelines got imposed and restrictions got imposed, we made the decision a couple of weeks ago that because, you know, with Peter's work, he's still out working. Um, it's a family business and he's part of the food industry, um, supplying hospitals and nursing homes, so it's quite essential. Um, but unfortunately, that puts him potentially at risk of coming into contact with people that might have it. So... It was a really hard decision, but we've um, decided that for the moment I'll be having the kids full time while he's um, while he's working, just to prevent any risk to the kids or the kids carrying it and passing it on to other people. So it's, it was really hard, and I feel really sad for the kids. Um, and they, you know, they miss their dad obviously, and Peter misses them a lot. But he's been calling every day, so we're on good enough terms that he calls every single day does video calls. Um, his mum has been video calling as well to still see the kids and making sure that the kids still see that side of the family. And they haven't been too affected by it because of the connect, like the contact is still there. But they miss it, you know, they miss them in person. And hearing them on the phone today was, Daddy, I can't wait to hug you. I miss you. And he's just amazing. It's, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you just think it's really shit. But we have to, you know, everyone's going through some layer of complexity with this stuff and we've got to think a big picture and the sooner, you know, we can get rid of this stuff and the sooner lives can go back to being safe and normal. You're so amazing. That whole time all I kept hearing was the kids, the kids, mm. like balance, structure, like you really are able to put aside, I guess, your not your needs but you two are so adult and civil in the way that you're operating this it's it's amazing what about for you because I know your your work is also essential um and you're working quite a lot from home how are you balancing I guess that role between working at home and taking care of your children again I'm about to start work on Tuesday and I'm a school teacher and a lot of my friends are teachers homeschooling teachers Mm, Annabella's first year of prep like what yeah. what's what what's what's happening in your world and how are you navigating that? Yeah, I think next week will be a good test <laughs> with, with homeschooling. <laughs> um, yeah, that's hard. I'm, yeah, I'm still working quite a few hours and my work is needed to like so. I, yeah, I'm in healthcare with clinical trials, so we still need to keep our patients serviced and making sure they're still getting their medication um, for all sorts of autoimmune conditions. And so yeah, I'm still trying to work from home. Um, doing all the business management set up for trials, but still trying to manage the kids and making sure that the kids still have fun and 
they get outside and play in the backyard each day and they still have structure and routine. I think that's really important. And then next week we'll be homeschooling and we'll see how that looks like, I guess. Been doing a lot of work at night, which is hard. So mm-hmm. um, I think I'm sure you can see the bags under here from the, <laughs> the results of all You're of looking that. glam. You're looking glam. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's just it's just a different way of life for the next few months, I guess. Still relying on family to help get through and being there for support and everything. But um, yeah, just working mainly at night and just making sure the kids get attention during the day. And then as soon as they're in bed, I do a few hours at night and just do that every day to get the hours hours up. I'm very fortunate mm-hmm. to still have a job, so I'm very grateful. Yes, yes, that gratitude so simple but so great to come back to. What about you, Teresa? What do you do to uh, fill, I guess, your bucket? Because we know and we speak about this a lot that, um, you know, trying to operate from an empty bucket of your own doesn't always necessarily work very well. So what are you doing to replenish yourself while you are in, in this time? Or what do you do to say if you weren't in this time? I think, yeah, let's talk about both. Yeah, good idea. Um, in this time, it's been trickier. I think I just still maintain my connections with family, do a lot of video calls with family and they're still supportive. Um, video calls with friends a lot as well. Still keeping the kids connected with some of their little friends as well or cousins um, and doing chats with them. That helps a lot because without that contact, I'm very, very much, I recharge around people. I've I've noticed, I only discovered that recently, actually. Like I'm a person that needs other people to help recharge. I don't really retreat and need to be by myself a lot. Um, so maintaining that has really helped. Um, but before this, I know I still do home training. Like I'm very into my fitness <laughs> um, and trying to progress that this year. It was a big goal of mine to get into Ninja. So watch your space. <laughs> That'll come when all this is over. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just trying to do home stuff for gym. Um, get out for runs maybe occasionally, but, yeah, even that's been restricted now, I guess. Um, so before COVID, I was doing a lot of fitness stuff and, again, my parents were brilliant and they would, ha- you know, happily watch the kids. When the kids have gone to bed, I would have gone off to gym and done my one or two-hour workout and that's what I find helps. Like I, w- I joined something called Spartans and I love it. I'm fully addicted and really <laughs> withdrawing at the moment. Um, and that's for like hardcore, like cardio, but obstacles and um, all sorts of things and that's what I found recharged me a lot was because that's the one time of my day where I don't think about kids I don't think about work I don't think about any problems going on because your sole focus is not falling off something that's high in the air <laughs> so, so what I'm hearing so is you're being present physically <laughs> I said what I'm hearing is that you're being quite present physically with what yeah. you're doing in your fitness yeah. <laughs> That's your meditation, right? That's your meditation. That's your, and I know that that's how you find your zen, like when you're yeah. at the gym. Yeah, we talk about it a lot, don't we, How? And quite often that's when Teresa will give me a call when she's there pumping out her <laughs> exercise regime. We'll have a chat while you're doing it. So I can't even walk down the street and get puffed while I'm talking on the phone. So you're pretty amazing. That's good fun. That's That's my thing, I guess. So how did you get into that? Was yeah, that really something that you just tried out or how are you drawn to it? I'm always interested to know how people get into these new, um, I don't know, hobbies. Um, so I started off, it was more a weight loss thing after the kids and that's when I would separate it too. I started doing a lot of walking and um, fitness trails and that helped me lose weight and it was also stress relief and, and just a bit of time out. And then that progressed to 
getting like I got quite fit that way and then I got more into the gym and then like all right I'm bored of this like I'm always seeking the next thing I'm not content like once I've achieved something I'm like all right what's next so I started doing I did stadium stomp which was like 8,000 stairs at the MCG and I'm like all right what's after that did Tough Mudder last year which the best fun loved it I think Joanne did it too but we didn't do it together so much fun. So are these um, um, activities, I've never done Tough Matter. I've seen seen people yes. that have done it before. Um, but is it the team collaboration in that? Is it the community effort? Um, or do you do it solo? Um, you can do it solo. I did it with a friend of mine. Um, so it was just a team of two. For me, honestly, it's more about like let's get in there and get dirty and get the things done. You're meant to be a community and helping, and we did that a little bit, I guess. <laughs> but it was just, <laughs> it was more, just something different, like literally crawling through the mud and climbing over obstacles and running. I just loved it. It was such an adrenaline rush. And then I actually found Spartans through um, Joanne's friend Michael. So we happened to be chatting about Tough Mudder. He's like, oh, you should try Spartans. So I signed up for that, and then through signing up for the event itself, I met. Like I found a gym that does Spartans training and, yeah, that's been my new love. And then from there I want to try and do some ninja classes. Um, yeah, just like I said, just always trying to do the next thing. That's amazing. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be, when she's famous and like on those like ninja challenge shows, we'll be the ones with the pom-poms in the crowd. Is that, is that the plan? Like, <laughs> I don't pick on the show. No, no. Oh, right. Okay, right. So me, I'm like, oh, American Ninja Warrior. Like, woohoo, I can't wait. No, no, too much anxiety. I'm happy just to do it in the gym. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love that you found, um, like, I guess, fitness as a means to not only look after yourself physically, but it's obviously had such a positive impact on your mental health too and keeping yourself grounded and sane and and I'm really glad because that's how you and I actually met so I'm really thankful that you know that was something that you know caused us to I guess meet and you're very inspiring she's very fit she's stunning she's beautiful and um my goodness you look at her and you go have you really had two kids just saying yeah oh thank you yeah no it's great you're such an inspiration to so many people and I know that um, I want to say thank you for being so open and chatting to us. Um, there will be so many people that would be inspired by, I guess, your positive outlook on what can be deemed as something really challenging. Like you hear the words divorce, separation and co-parenting and most commonly you kind of cringe and go, oh, geez, like that's got to be messy. Yeah. But the way that you and your family, because, you know, you've got two families here and two children navigating this, the way that you've done it is just brilliant and it's very inspiring and I hope that people listening can and can hear that, that, you know, it, it, can, it can be successful if you put the right intentions in place. No, you're right. And I think that's where I'd come from was it was always against everything I'd valued um, that I would never, I thought divorce is such a dirty word. It's awful. It's going to be baggage. Who's going to want that? It, that took me a long time to be okay with. Um, mm. And, yeah, you're right. And then thinking about, I think co-parenting is okay. I think that is actually quite a positive thing um, to say I co-parent really well. Well, you know, people can co-parent really well because that's at least alludes to collaboration. Um, mm. And that's what people need to focus on, I think. It's, I think there's too many bad stories of the relationship problems come back and, people focus on that and then that affects the kids because the parents are too busy trying to get back at each other or I want this, I want that instead of, I mean, the kids are what's going to come first. You're only hurting them mm. as opposed to hurting yeah. your partner. So, yeah, I think Amazing. that needs to be focus. 
So beautiful. Mm, It's been such a pleasure having you join us and I feel that so many people are going to get so much out of just the authentic share. And before we do uh, begin to wrap it up, in our true Strip It Back style, uh, we always ask, what's a little small win that you've had today? Oh, it's today. Good question. Um, small win today. I think I reckon that's yet to come. <laughs> I'm going to be playing Wii Fit later with the kids. <laughs> oh, Wii Fit, that's <laughs> awesome. That's oh, you fun. mean like she, she's taken it as literally win, like you want to beat your kids on Wii Fit, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I do take I'm, I'm, I'm black and white, so, yeah. I she's so that. literal, I love it. I knew that. I was like, when I'm like, Wii Fit, she goes, yet to come. I'm like, she wants to beat her kids on Wii Fit. I love it. <laughs> hey, what, what game are they playing? <laughs> Okay, if they're playing ninja something, then she probably is going to win. I think they'll win. They're pretty good. That's Mario. It's one of those Mario Kart ones. They've gotten pretty good, actually. Nice. I love it. I love it. So what about you, Joanne? What's your little uh, grateful small win today? Um, for me, I um, it's actually from last night, but today I'm reflecting on it. Um, we had... Um, traditional Good Friday family dinner Um, and usually that is, you know, myself, my family, my Lucy or her kids, the, you know, all the family together for a traditional Good Friday feast and obviously with the way the world is at the moment, um, we couldn't have everybody at the physical table. So we decided instead to um, go virtual and actually have all of us on a Zoom call and it was so good, but the biggest part for me that made my heart kind of burst and flip was we were all talking and with the time difference, obviously, Mattia is sleeping while we're awake and so on and so forth. Mattia's not on the call yet and he was still asleep. So then he said to me, go and get the photo from your room of us <laughs> together funny. and put it at the table. It was just beautiful. Oh, How that's cute so that? cute. So just so nice that... Yeah, that was a, it's actually a huge yeah. win, like having my family together and, and just that little realisation that, you know, even though he's over there doing it really tough on his own, um, he's still part of our family here yeah. in Australia. So that's that was energetic, cool. isn't it? That's beautiful. Mm, and what about you, Renee? What about you? What's your small win for the oh, day? My small win today, uh, I've had a few small wins today, but um, mine will be my hubby making me lunch today while I was frolicking around getting a few other technical things done so that we could be here and be honoured to this time. So uh, really grateful that, yeah, he, he did the shopping today and made lunch. That was awesome. <laughs> Hmm. and that's so good now Teresa do you have any questions or anything for us do you have anything that you wanted to ask us or anything that you wanted to add before we wrap up for today I guess likewise hey you guys I think that you guys are just incredibly strong women that still can still juggle it all and balance it all and I same thing I guess how you guys are getting through this time and and keeping happy and and feeling okay mental health wise through all of this mm. well, this helps I love this I look forward yeah. to um, yeah. this time this is something Renee and I had a real vision for what we wanted strip it back to be and and I think 
for me at the start, it was that was my therapy. Um, so many people said, oh, you two together, huh? like you should totally record what you talk about, which is why we created Strip It Back. Um, and now to know that that forum is out there to help others and to bring even more community, I couldn't think of a better way to be spending this time. So I look forward to this. And, um, yeah, it's just it brings me great joy to stay connected this way. Yeah. And how great that we can, even in this time, it's been yeah. actually it's been my little like woo, we talk about small wins I'm like yep getting on to to you know connect with beautiful souls so yeah beautiful. it was so good thank you again so much to both of you for carving out this time but especially for you Teresa we we love you and I can't wait to give you a huge hug and a kiss when oh, we're together I oh, <laughs> can't wait to go dancing my I gosh. know yes we definitely <laughs> <laughs> I can't so wait. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Thank you to all of our beautiful loyal listeners. And um, if you got something out of this episode or you have any questions for us or Teresa, I'm sure we'll be happy to pass them yeah. on. Um, please reach out and, um, yeah, just continue to keep building this fantastic tribe that we have. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having yeah. me. I appreciate it. We love beautiful. You. Bye, girls. Thank you. See ya. Thank you for tuning in to Strip It Back. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it if you could kindly leave us a review. 